everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes. Make sure the levels fall from low. I got them girls shining oh so bright. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning. Ing. Ing. This is Luke. And Tex here. Baba Ganoush, Big J, J Welly, JW, John Wellborn, founder, CEO of Power Athletes, not on the show today. He is traveling on a much-needed family vacay. But McQuilkin and I have time set aside to get into some listener questions. We found a question that is, like, so appropriate for you and I <laughs> that we got to do it. Exactly. But go ahead. The origin of this question was based off one of our Friday movie recommendations in That's which right. you challenged me mm-hmm. and found a movie that I have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, on Fridays, we've been pushing out to our training feeds within Train Heroic uh, movie recs. Like, yeah. hey, if you got nothing going this Friday, here's what we're going to be watching. For the most part. Now, I missed this one because I'm outnumbered. The vote. Oh, uh, you've got some. I got hens. I got hens at the house that outvoted me. My mom's in town. My wife's there. I tossed this out and they're like, no. They just gave me the no. With that said, though. It's a great Sunday movie. And the movie in question is Finding Forrester. Mm -hmm. So on Fridays, we try to have a theme and basketball season just kicked off again. So we wanted a basketball themed movie. Mm -hmm. So we were kicking around some ideas and Luke dropped finding Forrester And my first thought and reaction. I haven't seen this is from the year 2000. That's not a sports movie. That's not a basketball movie. Mm -hmm. And I didn't agree or disagree. And I just let, you know, when you get in an argument with a pal, I don't, well, let's not call it an argument, uh, informed discussion. (laughs) Maybe you just give them enough rope to, you know, so I needed to come up with some criteria to mm-hmm. determine if this was a sports movie or not. Which so, I applaud. I mean, you did it like this came about pretty quickly. Well, like you, you spin that pretty quickly. So you have, in my estimation, put some thought into this. Or hey, no. well, that's what years of sports movies I used to watch. Remember the Titans, which came out in 2000 before. I guess I was a freshman in high school before like freshman football games to try to get psyched up. And the program, you remember that? Do I, Tex, do I remember the program? Of course I do. Yeah, that's what inspired your barbed wire tattoo. This is tribal. Place at the table. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 assume, I maybe can say that 20 years of watching and consuming sports movies very intently has mm-hmm. led to this five-piece criteria to mm-hmm. determine a sports movie or not. Should we... Hit the question first or lay the criteria out? Let me lead the question with another question. Okay. If we're the premier podcast in strength and conditioning, why are we we talking about sports movies? Because a main part of the sports movie, according to my criteria, is the training. Thank you, Tex. And practice montages. And I'm just letting the listeners know this. This is 100% in line with training. And let me explain why. Because you have training. Trainings in movies, sports movies. <laughs> sports movies are a, a type of movie. Movies consumed by athletes are consumed by athletes. 
even genres that aren't sports movies. So therefore, what we're talking about is relevant within the training paradigm. Oh, I believe it. And you're able to see exactly what training practices work for success because That's the right. hero always wins. That's right. Movies don't lie. <laughs> Movies would never lie or exaggerate. That's right. This question... Er, spin zone. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to a crew episode. So we are... We have the Power Athlete Radio hotline up and ready. We have unlimited messages, I think, for you to leave. So if you've been squatting on a question, if there's something that you've been seeking, an answer you've been seeking, you just can't land a trustworthy response to, we're your guys. If it's training, nutrition, well, that's obviously our wheelhouse. As you've just, we've just proven scientifically, movies are within that paradigm. So anything you want to know about film, movie, cinema... Uh, lifestyle, parenting, whatever you want to know. If you're curious what the crew has to say, it's your lucky day. Because dialing 10 simple numbers, 929-464-4640 will get you to the Power Athlete Radio voicemail. That's 929-ING-ING-0. That's for my folks who were born in the 90s or earlier maybe? who realize that on the touchpad of your phone, there's little letters under there, three to four letters that correspond to numbers on right. the touchpad. And back in the day, kids, you would ha if you wanted to t text your pal on your Nokia 8620, if you wanted to text your pal, it's lit, let's rage. <laughs> you would have to- Tell me you have uh, the number and press combination memorized. Yeah, it's memorized. You'd have to type, 444 for I, I'm not looking at my computer. It's probably not going to work for YouTube. 444 would get you an I. Then you'd hit 8 for T. Then you'd hit 7777 for S. So it's lit. I think they get it. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we got 929-ing-ing-zero. No, no, it's not <laughs> ingo. <laughs> Please call us. Let us know what you want to know. Leave us some love. We've been enjoying it. We've been stacking up some voicemails here. We're getting ready to, to churn through them and get you a new series of podcasts in the form of these crew episodes, hopefully like 30, 40 minutes per episode, which we're already seven minutes in, McQuoken. Oh, God. Without further ado, let's go ahead and let's get into Colin's question. You ready, Tex? Ready. Let's go. Hey there. This is Colin. First time listener, long time caller. I'm enjoying the Friday movie wreck. It's bringing me back to kind of the, you know, uh, during the, really the lockdown part of the old, uh, of the old pandemic here. We're really getting into some nice Friday movie talk and everything like that. Now, my question is this. How did you guys come up with this quote unquote sports movie checklist? Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting some exceptions to this rule. Uh -oh. For example, there's uh -oh. no way that Charlie Sheen is not touching 99 miles an hour with that form. Just saying, putting that out there. Point Break 1 is a surfing movie with a bank robbing problem. Okay, not to mention one of the greatest movies and probably one of the best underground sports, the sport of storm chasing, the movie being Jeez. documentary Twister. How that is not this feels like a plan. online there. I mean, you've got okay. top-tier athletes. Bill Paxton, to name one oh, of just some of the top athletes in that movie. So, you know, 
can we get a walkthrough of the sports movie checklist and, and, and how do we go about fixing this and how do we go about adding storm chasing to the sport? <laughs> but uh, enjoy what you guys are putting out there. Keep it coming. The people have spoken. All right. That's all the time we have for today for <laughs> first-time listeners. McQuoken, and I guess there is a cult following for Twister, and I've been pressing back it. on you, and I've come to learn that there's a lot of love for this movie. I remember seeing Twister. Now, this cannot turn into a Twister episode. <laughs> I think it already has. That's why John's not here. So very valid points. For the folks who are listening who probably haven't, not prob- yeah, probably haven't seen the checklist text. Okay, let's let's lay down the checklist. It was posted, and also on our YouTube, Power mm-hmm. Athlete YouTube, we deliver these movie recommendations. So not only on the training pages within Train Heroic. Oh yeah, we're dumping on YouTube. Also free out there. These are listed. The five checkpoints that I use to register if Finding Forrester is a sports movie or not. It needs to check all of these boxes. Number one, is there a training montage? Mm-hmm. Number two, is this an underdog, come from behind, or upset city scenario? Number three, can the actors actually look like they can play the sport? Very important. Number four, is there someone for us to root against as much as there is someone to root for? Mm -hmm. And number five, and I feel the most important personally, will there be a chilling speech to rile the troops? Okay. These are pretty good. These are pretty good points here in McQuilkin. How do we want to flow through this? Do you want to just uh, like tackle Finding Forrester real quick? If you guys haven't seen this movie, here's how I pitched it to McQuilkin. Young basketball athlete comes across uh, an unlikely contemporary to sort out, uh, I guess, to whip him into shape and uh, an unlikely friendship brews, but there's hardship that that follows and and forges this relationship, right? It's coming Mm -hmm. of age story, um, seemingly for this young basketball player in the Bronx, high school, right? Yeah, high school basketball. 16 years old. 16-year-old uh, basketball player in the Bronx. He's facing all sorts of adversity in the 90s. It's set in the 90s, I believe. Uh, well, it came out in 2000. I'm not sure if they dropped the year. Okay. but So, yeah, that early millennium-ish era uh, in the Bronx, unlikely friendship with a former author and uh, coming-of-age story. But who... Who really blossoms in this movie? Is who what mentors I, who? Yeah, who's who's mentor? So, so Sean Connery's in this. I forget the fellow's name. Rob Brown, I think. Yeah, uh, he, is which, the lead. Yeah, and coincidentally was one of Coach Carter's athletes. Oh, okay. In Coach Carter. I wonder why they casted him. Text does he maybe tick? Oh, he can ball. I enjoyed the basketball scenes. Okay. How I how I'd like to approach this is going through mm-hmm. each. Checkpoint, bring it. Introducing some movies, yeah, and then delivering if Forrester checks that box or not. Okay, so you just want to go sequentially? Training montage. Okay, training montage. Zoolander. Zoolander. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look, I, I have a couple forms of training montage to reference. Number one is the actual training, and the first okay. here's I have a couple trivia plants. Okay. For Luke, bring it. First ever movie with a training montage. 
I know first you know it. Ever is it Rocky? It is Rocky okay. One. That was the first ever training montage. So like scripted training montage as as a way to show uh -huh. the audience the process. First ever. What about what year was that? 1976. 76. When did Star Wars come out? Mm, I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Isn't there a training montage in there? I don't. Yoda's on Luke Skywalker's back. He's doing backflips and front flips. Then not a Star Wars dude. I don't know. But according to okay. Half-assed internet research. I'll take it. So you have the training montage. Yeah. You popularize also, the montage. You also have, in my examples, Major League, you have a season montage. So it's a way to basically uh, get you to yeah. said playoffs. Yeah. Pitch, pitch, scoreboard, scoreboard. Back and record. forth, ripping the, uh, the, the owner, the team owner's clothes off. Yes. You remember that one? Yes. The, no, I don't, Dex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forget if that's one or two, honestly. I think it's two. Oh, either way. I'm tracking. Awesome. So it, it's a way to show the the process, developing strength, still, skill, or mm -hmm. success in your, mm -hmm. your Changing realm. the culture, winning mindset. Teams are coming together. These strong personas and identities are, are eroding and kind of integrating within the team, yeah. right? And the team is formed or the individual mm, finds their, their strength and power. It's training montage. And also in my research, I basically stayed up all night watching <laughs> movies. You look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, Have you I, slept? Uh, Rocky, Rocky 3. Okay. So Is that man, the one with the robot? No, that was 4. Okay. So Rocky 3 had a little different montage in that pre-training with Apollo. So the sequence in Rocky 3 is he's down and Apollo is kicking his ass mm -hmm. and he, he's very uh, insecure about himself and Apollo like, gets in his face and what's wrong and he drops the famous line like, there is no tomorrow, mm -hmm. into he confesses to his wife that he just lost all of his confidence and she builds him up and they like hit the beach running. So it's a, it's an awesome sequence and you get that but it compares differently to the Rocky 4 montage which he's solo and we also get to see what's cool the antagonist's training montage. Mm. So we don't get to see Clubber Lang crushing it in his training but then in 4 he changed the montage evolved. Mm -hmm. Freaking Stallone Sly was one upped us with the opponent's training montage. So we got to see the side-by-side, -side, which, you know, Rocky Three was great before. Yeah. yeah. Whole different ballgame with that double training because now you're like, oh, crap, that dude's working just as hard. And he appears as mm -hmm. better, stronger, faster. So Rocky Three is technically a super compensation curve where there's this, there's this dip below a low point. And out of that low point, we see an accelerated accelerated adaptation curve exactly in the eye of the tiger that song is rocky three huh. so we first hear that wow okay which All is right. cool so rocky four two different montage styles within the training yeah so we got the season understood yeah with long it, sports like baseball but then like when we think when we think specifically when we talk training montage or someone says that you're thinking of the rocky three rocky four you're hitting the weight room, you're getting road work, you're hitting the bag, you're lifting weights, you're throwing trees. Yeah. But one thing we haven't considered what you're introducing is this season montage or sports specific training montage where someone's 
either on the court, on the pitch, on the field, on the mat, and they're getting their work done. Yes. Okay. So within Finding Forrester... Interesting. Okay. We have more leaning on the the season, the sport, Uh, and the practice. Okay. And the season is already... The whole movie leads up to a state championship game. I won't give it away, but... Been there, done that, you know what I mean? No, I don't, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Katie Taylor burned. But anyway, (laughs) the... So Finding Forrester has this season process. There's no, like, process similar to the Rocky where it's, like, specific training unless we count writing. But there is the season-long accelerated build-up, some game clips, some success, some team conflict... So I want to give this the major league check mark style okay. of season accelerated mm-hmm. montage within the domain of sport. Correct. Okay. Ticket, ladies. That's it. ladies and gentlemen, and la- yeah, I guess just ladies. Training montage, finding Forrester, count it. Next, underdog, underdog. come from behind, upset city scenario, boatload. I feel like this is crucial and going through a quick hitting list, Mighty Ducks, Cool Running, Blind Spot, Replacements, Miracle, Major League, Happy Gilmore, Rudy. You name it. Almost like sport movies have to have this mm-hmm. from what what we've seen and loved and, and what stuck stuck out to us uh-huh. within this. So this kid uh man, I, I should have his name here, but but anyway. Talented, is, talented young man. Who is hiding his skills from mm-hmm. his pals because he's afraid to get labeled. Yep. So suffering from what we in Power Athlete refer to often as Curse of the Gifted. And there's, there's a number of versions of this. Curse of the Gifted in training could mean no, Jamal, matter, Jamal no matter what your coach applies to you, you're going to get better. So you, you risk adopting compensation patterns or wasting time with training that isn't the most prudent, but you get better and it affects the rest of the team because the coach is saying, Hey, it works for Jamal. It's going to work for everybody. Or it's that curse of the gifted in the sense that maybe you don't get the attention or you get too much attention. And that's, that's what the, the paints the picture because, and that's, that's the conflict in the, in the movie, his test scores are through the roof Mm. so much so that he gets an opportunity to get a scholarship to a private school Partly mm. because he can play basketball as well, but mostly academically. Interesting. And his mom doesn't know how good of a student he is because mm-hmm. he's tanking C student, just being middle of the herd because he doesn't want to stand out at all. Right. Because his boy, he want, he cares more about basketball than his his true talent, which is writing in the movie. Mm. Interesting. So based off that, he doesn't know. His own his own skill set, his abilities, and he's scared. So I feel like the underdog side of this is him shying away from mm-hmm. his natural gifts and talent. Do we tick the box? We tick the box because he steps up against, which we'll get to later point, adversity in the form of a, a teacher to really come from behind and prove someone wrong. So I feel very strongly that this is an upset city scenario that is put on display for the student body in the movie. Okay. Point number three, can the actors convincingly 
perform the sport. Examples. <laughs> Miracle. I love, absolutely love Miracle. They recruited hockey players mm-hmm. to be the, the actors and the characters because they cared more about positively representing the sport of hockey and the story and just Kurt Russell overpowers these kids <laughs> in a good way that they don't have to freaking act. Just let him go. Mm-hmm. So Miracle is a great example. Kevin Costner actually grew up and played some college baseball. So you see him in, in Bull Durham for Love of the Game. And he actually was a baseball player mm-hmm. that now had the opportunity to act alongside that. White man can't jump. We all know freaking Woody Harrelson can ball. Mm-hmm. Can he dunk? No. <laughs> Any of those, they went in slow motion and those are ridiculous. Yeah, like on eight-foot hoops from a shot from two feet off the ground yeah. shooting up. I love that. Then ab- Above the Rim, which we talked about, mm-hmm. freaking one of my favorite old-school movies. And then Color of Money, bringing Poole into it. Paul Newman was a very famously good pool player. Is So are we classifying pool in the context of movies as sport? Yes. Not then like this athlete's sport thing. I'm in judging. line, which leads to slap shot, hockey. So they, just, they had hockey players, mm-hmm. and Paul Newman included, to, uh, to hit that. Then basketball down the line, Hoosiers, Coach Carter, our, our boy Rob Brown from Finding Forrester was one of those athletes. And here's a, <laughs> here's a dig, and I don't know if you've seen this. There's a movie called Stick It. Yeah, cheerleading. Gymnastics. Oh, it's, yeah. Okay. And so this is interesting. Like, you know where I'm going with this is, um, who's the dude? Who's the dude in 22 Jump Street? 21 Jump Street. My, uh, Jonah Hill? Magic Mike. Um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. So that's like a dance movie where the actual actors can dance. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You have not seen Step Up or what What movie is he in? That's a dance movie? Anyways, so you're, you're bringing in Stick It. And now is this – so if you have a, a movie like this or, and you're saying these are actual gymnastics athletes. People that can't act. Yeah. That can act. Okay. Can't. Cannot. <laughs> Burn. But, okay. no, I, I just I think wanna... the, the lead is gorgeous, so I had to throw this in here. But... Oh, okay. So we have so we have this criteria. You've given us some examples. Now going to our caller. I have bad examples. Right. So our caller Colin talked about Major League and Charlie Sheen and terrible mechanics for pitching. So it since it's not convincing that he can pitch, does that mean Major League is not a sports movie? But can the rest of the guys uh, throw? Boy. Okay. So keep going. Willie so Mays you, Hayes can sprint. Oh yeah. What are your examples here? Uh well I won't speak I don't understand pitching mechanics. So as a non-baseball player, I'm going to take Charlie's word for it. Okay. But, bad but they, ex- don't, don't they acknowledge it too in like unconventional style? And yeah, blah, and blah, I'm blah. sure you could argue because there's some professional major league players. Tim Lincecum, I don't think you know who he is, but he's got one of those things. And there's a famous story where his dad told his coaches, you're not touching his mechanics. Mm-hmm. And he's got some weird throw that he had. He peaked and had success, but then... Poor mechanics, whatever. Anyway, bad examples. I'm only going to speak to lacrosse because I, I can. Okay. The worst representation of this sport in film, American Pie. 
Mm. Those guys are lacrosse players, Stifler and the 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 jock, the big guy, Ox or Oz. Okay. One of the I can't remember, but I either way, they, they show these guys playing lacrosse and it is horrendous mm-hmm. or awful. Like they could have stuck any these guys in any sport. Like baseball would have been easier to hide, but it is just so bad mm-hmm. in lacrosse. Terrible. Um then I couldn't remember this, but I, I loved it as a sports movie growing up. Ladybugs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if the kids could play or not, but tra- I, unlikely. Dangerfield was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so can Jamal ball? He can ball so much so that it got him another acting gig five years later with Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. Another basketball movie. And and they they lean on on skills during that scene. Mm-hmm. So he does have competition within the team of another really good player. So they go one on one offense defense and then end up coming together as teammates because mm-hmm. when they face other opponents, but those two guys going head to head, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. So I'm check, check, tick, tick. All right. Text item number four, someone to root against as much as you're rooting for our protagonist examples. Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Shooter McGavin. Shooter. Mm-hmm. Great Great example of someone to root against. We also have Dodgeball, White Goodman, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller's yeah, character. Yeah. Then Miracle, clearly the Russians. <sighs> I also want to throw in Ford versus Ferrari. Ah. I feel a great representation for racing movies over, as much as I love, Days of Thunder mm. in terms of more accurate representation. But then. Talladega the, Nights? Uh, who are we rooting against? In ta- oh, that French. <laughs> what's his name? Sasha Baron Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a good bad guy. He's a funny bad guy. But um, I also want to throw this out there: Can you root against a system or self? Okay. Examples: We are Marshall. Mm-hmm. I feel there is no antagonist within the movie except them doubting themselves that they can represent the the people that died because they got to restart the program at Marshall University. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other example... I so you're saying that we have a leaky, we have a leaky checkpoint here. Possibly. We need to tighten this bad boy up. Possibly. Because as it's written, the operative word here is someone. Right. So it needs... We, were, we had anticipated... I'll jump on with you because I was fine with this list. You authored it. Someone was going to be a a opponent in terms of player, coach, or team. Right. And I have a sub... Now, go ahead. Sub-question within the original form of the question before we correct it. <laughs> okay. Karate Kid. Uh-huh. Who are we rooting against? In hindsight, <laughs> right. Mm, very interesting. Daniel son or Johnny still. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I, you know, if we were to go through and refine this list, I would say without a doubt, you cannot rely on the adversary or what you're rooting against to be a, a person. Because in sports and the high performing scenarios, it's well known you oftentimes create your own barriers and you are creating the adversary. Now that, so now I guess you could then say that, well, that's the athlete, 
but then that, there are there certainly are social components to this with like confidence and everything yeah that, so there's like, there's layers like self mm-hmm. that's the we are marshall mm-hmm. and i would argue there's system mm-hmm. that is going against we have remember the titans we got glory road yeah and these systems can be part of the institution they yeah. could be part of um they could be part of like the social fabric this could be part of an existing culture whether it's in the community in the country in the state within the within the domains of what everyone would consider a sports movie. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. And they, that's the beauty of sports movies because they can represent these system issues and then how an individual or a team can mm-hmm. come together to hold themselves and above. Yeah. Overcome. So we got to dig it into, we got to refine point number four, but did we take the box in finding Forrester? A hundred percent. With the the antagonist, the mm-hmm. dude from Homeland. Yeah. And, but here's the other thing with this question, and maybe this is the biggest hole in the list. He is not an athlete, coach, mm-hmm. or part of the sport. Mm-hmm. He is another teacher. That's fine. And that, but let, is that part of the system? It, it is because I think the antagonist here, it being a person... What are they comp- what are they compromising? What's at risk? What's at stake? For that individual? Is the, or does it fall within the domain of the sport? If this if he is successful in stifling Jamal, does the sport is the sport affected? Is the team affected? The is team, the record affected? Yes, the team is affected because they'll no longer play for the school. So I think it's the individual isn't relevant it's the potential outcome that needs to be evaluated and if the sport or the participants in the sport are affected by the actions of the antagonist albeit a human or a system or a individual confidence well you said system or self self system and like something else i thought anywho then yeah like you, that is some that is something that is pulling someone down and affecting their ability to perform. I think that's that needs to be yeah expanded there. All right, we'll we'll come we'll land on that. So let's get to point five. Point five: Will there be a chilling speech to rile the troops? Mm-hmm. Examples: Remember the Titans. We had two. We had Gettysburg. And then the pregame speech before one of their final competitions where mm-hmm. he referenced the Greek mythology of the term Titans and rule it like Titans. Then we had Friday Night Lights, the movie, not the TV show. Billy Bob owned it. He had a lot of great lines. Ain't no curses. Being perfect, mm-hmm. the last, the, cha- the state championship speech in which he actually ad-libbed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the script. There's a fun fact there. And then any given Sunday, the inch by inch speech. Oh, yeah. God dang. That's a great one. Uh, Miracle, Kurt Russell, just pretty much every line he had. Enough with Kurt Russell. Great moments, one game. And then probably my my favorite, the Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this one where he talks to his son? His son is blaming his father for their name and all the trials and tribulations that he faced as a business professional. And then he's like, 
there ain't nothing going to hit harder than life. Mm-hmm. You used to fit right here in my hand. Like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sandlot, I'll throw Sandlot in here. The Babe, the dream sequence uh-huh. with Benny the Jet. Babe pops out and he's like, heroes live forever, but legends never die. Mm-hmm. 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 Chilling speech. And So are there any sports movies that don't have this? Well, I felt initially, and you shot me wrong, was the, the new Creed. Mm-hmm. Creed. Yeah, but he, there's the man in the mirror moment. The man in the mirror moment. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll tell you, there's also a man in the mirror moment in Cool Runnings. Mm. W- loop me in. Uh, inspirational moment. Just one of the dudes is doubting self. Mm-hmm. And, a, and an older guy asked him to basically Stuart Smalley in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I forget the, the, the one-liner, but it's, it's going to bother me. But let's, if you Google Cool Runnings... And the mirror, yeah, it's that's the that's the turning point for an individual that then helps the team okay. do their best on the the luge. So, are there? There's got to be a movie out there, but I won't include it on this list because it doesn't check check this box. Okay, but for Finding Forrester, did, but you don't think it's a sports movie? Where does the speech occur? Hmm. Not on, so that's another incomplete thought. The state championship game okay. happens before the chilling rile the troops speech. Okay, okay. So th- with a little bit of nuance, we can refine this. Because I was going to su- submit a movie that ticks these boxes and is clearly not a sports movie. What, Twister? No. Starship Troopers. That's a war movie. Documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but there's sports in it. They play that sport, that football game. Yeah. Well, okay, Wedding Crashers. There's sports in that. Yeah. Is there a training montage? For Wedding Crashers, the first, the opening <laughs> scene. <laughs> so Wedding Crashers takes that box. Uh, underdog, come from behind, upset. Uh, you could argue. Yeah. Freaking Sack is a cool-ass dude. He's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then Owen Wilson yep. gets the girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can can actors actually play the sport? Red Seven, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> he was first team All State. He made it rain, it rain out there. Can um, is there someone to root against? We already talked about Zach. Uh, and then is there a chilling speech? There are several chilling speeches. <laughs> Winning uh, Crashers sports movie on this list. That's the whole. That we, I mean, actually, no. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll, right, I'll, right. I'll type that in. Write it down. What's next on this? We want to clarify some of the criteria or what? We can. I also threw, thought about throwing this on the list. And this would take Wedding crash, Crashers off the list. Okay. But I, d- I dug not finding Forrester. The movie poster mm. must have the sport on it. Okay. And there, rep- Some sort of representation of the sport, whether it's equipment, characters playing the sport. Yeah, uniform, mm-hmm. something. So like Invictus, you got Matt Damon in his rugby uni with the ball. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a movie primarily centered around Mandela, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sports in there. You could argue the uh, the rise for it, chilling speech and all. I dug, and there is a Finding Forrester poster, <laughs> not the main <laughs> one, where Jamal, is, is he has a ball. He carries a basketball with him 
everywhere in the movie. Okay. So I will say that, and it checks this movie poster. I'm trying to find... How about this? Checklist items that negate this. <laughs> okay. Well, this is... I, I feel like this could be added. There has to be a slow motion sports moment. I, I, I can't recall exactly with Forrester, but I feel that there is. Okay. So slow motion sports moment, I think is in... Got to be in almost every sports movie. Would you agree? I can't say for certain. So th- here's the tricky thing, though. So let's say you have a clear, like, we, we're thinking about, like, inclusively. We need to think of things that exclude it. Yeah. So what, that's where this, this list, I think, is incomplete. Is we're, it's like an inclusive approach versus an exclusive approach. So what, what about Finding Forrester do you think dismisses it as a potential sports movie that we could confidently apply across the board to other cinema that includes sport. Like you, you were big on uh, fever pitch. I think was the, the movie. Is that what it was? <laughs> or, or summer, fl- summer catch. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those are so <laughs> bad. It's unbelievable. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, talk about they can't play the... No, Stummer catches out, actually, because when I said Charlie Sheen, or our, our caller Colin said Charlie Sheen's got terrible baseball technique, uh-huh. there's people that break down Freddie Prinze Jr.'s <laughs> baseball technique, and they would categorize this as the worst sports movie of all time. Okay. How about this? Okay. What if we said the chilling speech has to come from a fellow athlete or coach. Does that narrow it down? And I'm can we I'm afraid I don't want to do that because what if there's a parent? Okay. Like a, it, it would be a mentor figure that then the lesson is learned. You have this du- this whole dug of self-doubt or a team that do- no longer believes but then they're what if the speech, what if we add context to the speech rather than who's presenting the speech? What does it accomplish? Yeah. At what moment, number one, that contributes to tie into number two. So number two is our underdog come from behind upset. The chilling speech, there's a chilling speech that contributes or facilitates success, success in this domain. In Finding Forrester, correct me if I'm wrong, well, you, you know, you had mentioned it. The speech comes after the fact. And it's right. more and so with like a global, a global layer of confidence in the coming of age and Jamal embracing his talent and not like stand out and don't be afraid. Like don't, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't play down your talents just to fit in, essentially. It's, yeah. it's about ride, ride the lightning and go. But it's not something that contributed to the underdog story. The underdog story within the confines of the competition of the sport. Yeah. Okay. I think you got to tie those two together. And if you do that, that gets us to a pretty solid list. And both both the movies I have listed, or all the movies I have listed in both of these categories, would still check check all that of box. Those boxes. 
So there you have it, folks. Finding Forrester with round one of the checklist. Pretty com- convincingly a sports movie. However, in retrospect, shouldn't have classified. Negative. It includes basketball, mm-hmm. but it's a writing movie. Mm-hmm. Now, what did what what else did Colin say? Yeah, so one thing that we brought up in oh. just kind of some potpourri was Point Break. Point Break. Mm-hmm. The, so sport this, of surfing movie. Mm-hmm. This list would classify it. I. What's the chilling speech? I am an FBI agent. Yeah. No. What? <laughs> the spirituality of it. You don't understand the spirituality of it. Oh, when they're on the beach? On the campfire. Mm. And it contributes to... But the underdog... It's it's a stretch. You'd have to Someone stretch Someone to that. root against. Do we have Tom Sizemore? <laughs> you can like this hair, man. Uh, God damn. Yeah, you're not great. really rooting against anyone, are you? No. You're rooting against... Well, I guess Keanu. You're with Bodie. John, you're against Utah's. Uh, well, like, who's the conventional guy from, con, like? Who's uh, the FBI head from Scrubs? Oh, he's awesome. He's good at everything he does, but I don't. But I'm not really rooting against him. No, we no. just want four. It's the system. You 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 mm. want you want Keanu. You want Johnny Utah to break out of the system. But here's the system. But it, and here's where it doesn't classify because the system isn't preventing success in the sport. It's preventing the anti-hero from robbing banks, from being a bankrupt, from being criminal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's out. I think we got. I think we button up chilling speech as a major factor in contributing to the underdog story. No, uh, nay, not the a major factor, but a culminate. It's the culmination of the underdog story. Yeah. It leads to them, mm-hmm. their success mm-hmm. of self or sport. Because mm-hmm. in Rocky One, he loses, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. conquered himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do have one more trivia question for you. Bring it. Last thing we got. Who is the actor that's been and played the most roles in sports movies? Sports movies most roles in sports movies kevin costner it's a good guess well give wrong. me another one yeah i'll give you another guess can i give you a hint uh, g- give me give me 15 seconds you can count out loud if you want <laughs> 15 seconds i'm gonna give you a hint okay. what if our listeners want to play at home all right he was in in any given sunday Hmm. There's two hints. I mean, it's not Pacino. He's left-handed. Hmm. I'm. Uh, In. So is it? He's got to be quarterback. Does he? I'm drawing a blank. I can't literally, I cannot think of any of the the athletes in there. All I can think of about any given Sunday is seeing that movie with my eighth grade <laughs> girlfriend's parents. Holy shit! And there is a big, giant, <laughs> um, how do I want to male genitalia scene 
yeah. in the locker room that I'm sitting next to my girlfriend's dad <laughs> and my girlfriend. Is this and Debbie, like, Debbie Miller? No. No. No names, Tex. Uh, <laughs> that's my... No, I'm not going to say that either. The, uh, but yeah, it was... I mean, no, this is seventh grade. This is seventh grade. <laughs> oh, goodness. So that's what I keep getting tied up on this movie. You just can't forget the locker room scene. No, I can't. And... Cameron Diaz's a you got to admire her confidence. Mm-hmm. The all right here's the answer. Dennis Quaid. Oh oh yeah okay eight he totals eight so Costner's like seven Denzel's What's the source? seven half ass internet research. Yeah yeah but he's in a bunch of baseball pitching movies he's uh-huh. in the quarterback in like four movies. Uh, you know I'm thinking like as an athlete but he's also probably coach. as an athlete too and a coach in one of the like high uh, high athlete ex- count. Yeah, and Express. Mm-hmm. So he was in a football movie about one of the Syracuse running backs mm-hmm. uh, as a coach. Okay. But right. quarterback, pitcher, rookie. That makes sense. All I'm right. a Quaid fan. Wasn't he? He was just in, um, what was Dennis Quaid just in on a, I want to say it was like a Showtime or HBO series that we. He was in Goliath. Yeah, that's what it was. Billy yeah. Bob Thornton. Yeah, season three Goliath. He's great. He's great. Yeah, him and his brother. Yeah, the Quaid Bros. What a cool name, Quaid. Douglas Quaid. Yeah, it's Total Recall as well. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, we got to get out of here. Good list, Tex. I think we've got it. So if we were to revisit this list, it looks like I'm going to resequence this, okay? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So let's, let's just throw out training montage in the form of uh, strength and conditioning style training or the, like, the season fast cap training or expression of like coming together. It's showing the, the response and adaptation the, of a team. The quote unquote process. Yes. I'm going to then say, let's go ahead and say sports are on the poster. You want to add that in? Okay. Yeah. Let's put that as list. Let's put it as one sports are on the poster, like kind of the transactional stuff. The athletes can play the sport or the actors can play the sport. Very important. Yeah. Or do a good job of representing the sport. Or the director can hide it yes. well. <laughs> then I think we go to there's someone to root against. Some There's Some, something. Something to root against that is stifling the success of the athlete or team with, from, from being the best versions of themselves. Yes. There is... Oh, let me rephrase. No, that is coming next. So number, so then number three is going to be there's an underdog come from behind upset story. With that inherently, there is someone to root against that is keep like is overshadowing the underdogs. Yeah, or, or keeping, keeping them behind the dog under. And there is a pro, the, the the protagonist group prevails after a chilling speech. And only because of the chilling speech. I wouldn't say only. Okay. But it contributes to the success. It is a catalyst for success. And makes the movie memorable. Yeah. The speech. Mm-hmm. Is there a length on the speech? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I don't want to provide any constraints. Let's let our future movie makers get as creative as possible. <laughs> there we have it, folks. Thanks again for and listening. Then, oh, go ahead. Don't limit it to one. As we've seen in the... Multiple speeches. Miracle. Uh Uh-huh. It can be done multiple times. 
It can be done multiple times. Is that the repeater? That's the repeater. And that's the end of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the crew episode of Power Athlete Radio with myself, Luke, and Mr. McQuilkin here. Yes, thank you very much. This was fun. Until next time, we, uh, until next time. Check our YouTube page Fridays for some movie recs in the future. I feel we should continue this sports theme and Mm -hmm. see if we can prove ourselves wrong. Yeah, we can flesh it out. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Give us a ring, ladies and gentlemen. The hotline is open. 929 ing ing zero. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!